Hello, Terri-Anne. Hello, Eloise. How are you today? I am okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. Excellent. Um, Lots of of agitation going on. Um, It's not so comfortable as a feeling, uh, but it does let me know uh, things are brewing, trying to come up to the surface. Yeah. So everyone out there, Eloise said, let's let's talk about individuation so i'm wondering if that our topic is kind of bringing that energy to the surface yeah and everyone's like one earth yeah. individuation but yes i feel it already <laughs> yeah so so yeah why don't you define it as this is your topic so what is well individuation? So for me individuation is kind of part of that journey of life so um, i always describe it to my clients it's like when you're you know, inside mum, you kind of feel at one with the universe. And then when you come out, you still have that sense. And then you start to learn through your five senses that you're separate to everyone else. So we go through that journey of awareness and understanding that, you know, me and mum are separate and, you know, we can play peekaboo and things. And <laughs> and eventually you kind of, you know, you grow up. And you go through this process of individuation. So at some point, normally, maybe, you know, maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, you start to, after having decided that everything is separate from you, you start to understand that everything isn't. And that whole journey and process. Does that start us off with it? Well, it kind of sets us up. There are lots of things that I probably won't catch right now that I disagree with. Yeah, that's um, fine. So, so kind of. Yeah, just kind of bring up different thoughts. I don't know if I completely disagree, but um, uh, it's always good to have something that catches you. So, um, yeah, separation, um, knowing that we're separate, to me, is very different from the individuation process. Oh, okay. Or I don't even know if I would call it individuation process, because that that's enough. That's I think we're working with individuation not the individuation process. To me, that's a whole other definition that I disagree with because I don't know if it's a process. Process is like process cheese. You put something out with a definitive uh, output. So you know exactly what's going to come out the other end is your sliced uh, craft cheese or whatever. Um, The individuation individuation doesn't necessarily have an end game that you would be aware of. Yeah. And so, of course, it's it's hard to define, but individuation is I am no longer um, under the um, under the king and queen, meaning mom and dad, and I am now living my own life. So I'm individuating from the parent. I know we could say it's separate, but it feels a little different. Yeah. If I'm individuating, that means I am no longer under their um, kingdom meaning their rules, their laws. Yeah. Um, if I am a rebel to my parents, the, the rebelliousness that we usually talk about is a child may in their teen years start to rebel by doing exactly the opposite to what a parent wants. Mm. When you're doing the opposite of what a parent wants, is that rebellion or just a counter reaction? Mom says yes, you say no. Mom says black, you say white. 
it is not rebelliousness. A true rebellion would be actually individuation, which means I think for myself. So it's not about black and white or right and wrong or this and that. It is about how do I perceive it, which in, you know, in all of that is, well, I certainly must, when I'm individuating, become responsible, be responsible for my whole experience. So whether or not my parents were crappy or super good or wonderful doesn't make a difference. I have to be responsible for my experience, just as I would be responsible for my genetics, right? You know, running around whining and complaining that, you know, one's nose is too big or I'm too short or I'm too tall or, you know, all these things is, um, well, you may be able to do something about your nose, make it smaller or whatever. But at the same time, there are things you can't just run around changing to suit your own particular um, idea of what should or should not be in the world. That to me is complete immaturity. I think the world should be this way. So I'm going to try and fit into that, which means you're going to be suffering along the way. So, to, to, you know, individuation is that complex to me. I need to be, I, I'm responsible for myself. I am my own parents. Mm. I, but I'm not listening to the parents who live inside me because we leave our parents home and we have these parents that live inside us, right? These, these archetypal parents that say, you shouldn't be doing that. And you go, well, I'm going to do it anyway because I don't, I don't want to do what you say. Yeah. Or we walk out and we conform and we do exactly what our parents say and we wonder why either way we're miserable because we never actually uh, take responsibility and lead our own lives. Why? Why wouldn't we do that? Well, it's risky, right? At least, okay, if I follow my parents' rules, I'm going to I'm gonna get what they got. Yeah, yeah. Right? At the minimum, I'll get what they got. So they're still alive. They're okay. I don't really like all of it, but I'll get what they got. Um, to, to individuate is, well, I'm going to try out things um, and, and take that risk. You know, some of the... the um, you know, I, I, I was never religious. I, you know, didn't know much about the Bible except for movies. And, you know, studying the first few stories, even the Abrahamic stories, just that Abraham is sent out, you know, under the blessings of God, of course. But he, he sets out and he's sent to a land that is is basically barren. Mm. You know, God says, you're going to go live over here. And there's basically nothing like Yay. no food, no water. There's there's absolutely nothing out there. You know, it's basically a garbage piece of land, right? So, so well, why? Well, that to me is the individuation process. I'm going to go out into something that likely is barren. Yeah. But I'm going to have to figure it out. So he does figure it out and he goes into Egypt. And I'm not going to go through the Egyptian story, but ultimately comes out with riches and then goes back and, and, um, uh, lives his life and there are certain things that he does when you said uh, I like to think of indi individuation as part of life well anything that this is what I was like struck by it's like well anything we're doing is life like whatever we're doing right now is life it's me here there isn't a, a pseudo me or a plastic me here this is me I'm sitting here and whether I like what I say or I don't like what I say or I'm mistaken or I, I've gotten confused or I'm trying to figure out what I think, uh, get it, get it clear for myself. Uh, whatever I'm doing, this is life. Yeah. This is it. 
Yeah, that there, there's not there's nothing more. So, um, I'm I'm taking I'm taking risks. I mean, we're taking risks talking, you know, on the internet. Uh, we don't know when someone's going to pick up something, what they're going to say. Um, yeah, yeah, we're exposing exposing ourselves. I'm exposing my ignorance as well. Yeah, what I'm ignorant of. Uh, I think I've you know I can't say I'm the you know any kind of genius or anything, but. Uh, but you know i've been educated i've read a lot in my life i've gone through quite a bit of suffering in my life um and come up with some of my my own conclusions that i think translate to the people i work with and you know one of the things is when you when you do suffer um you do take that risk mm. or you you can sit back in self-pity and wallow in it which means you're still sitting under your parents or whatever rules you've you've uh, decided to follow, or you get up and go. There's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, there has to be yeah. some other some other way. And to me, that's that's also part of the well. It's pretty simple, right? I take responsibility for my life and I make my own choices, and I'm responsible for my choices. That's that's the individuation process. Mm. Most of us, though, go off. We don't. We don't make our own choices. We follow other people like, oh, well, I got this job. So I, I took it and I didn't want to leave it because I didn't want to risk not having a job. Okay, well, that's what you did. But you can't sit around whining about your life if you're not going to take the risk and go out and look for another job and make excuses like, well, I don't have enough time or, you know, I've got a good pension, so I'm not going to leave. That's, that's up to you. I don't, I'm not saying you should leave. You know, so there there are other benefits to having a job with a pension and good dental and good medical. I see, you know, I don't I don't have that. I never had that. Uh, but uh, a lot of people do. And as I aged and, you know, certain things broke on my body. I mean, I'm basically, I would say, uh, uh, healthy. Like, I don't don't have to do anything like that. But I've broken things <laughs> like, you know joints broken and inflammation right so uh, i don't even know what it means to say i'm healthy but you know i can keep going i can keep living have a healthy mind that can keep figuring things out um you know and even though all of that occurred you know i found ways to do things but uh, i would have appreciated it when it was really serious and lots and lots of pain and i couldn't do anything uh having a job with a pension and i didn't have to you know pay for my own eyeglasses and uh, continue paying for all my dental and blah, 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 right? It, it's fascinating uh, that there are certain benefits, but, you know, you could, you could have a life where you have this job that you go to every day and it suits you to have that job. And after work, you're not stressed or tired. You finish it. Let's say you have an eight to four job, mm. you know, you go home, you have a nice day with a nice time with your kids um, you have your weekends off, you know, you have hobbies, you have uh, sports that you do. You can have a wonderful life. You write, you do all kinds of things. Um, that's, that could be wonderful too. So there's no, um, there's no set formula on how you need to live your life. It's you who has to decide what it is you like. But if you're sitting around saying, well, you know, I get really tired from work. I only work eight to four and I have an hour lunch and two 15 minute breaks, which Eloise, you and I cannot even say yeah. right? as business people. No, we do not have those 
15 minute breaks at any time that we decide to take off, we're running like chickens with our heads cut off to, to do something. Like between my last session at 7.45 a.m., uh, when I finished that session, I ran around because somebody's going to be coming to my, my home. So I had to run around and clean everything up, right? Scrub the yeah. bathroom and, you know, get all these things done. Even though I did it three days ago, yeah. <laughs> doing it again, right? So, so you got to keep things things going. Business is a little bit different. Um, is that bad? No, it's not bad. No, it's good. I like it. I don't complain. I I just say, you know, that hey, it's a different kind of life if somebody else is paying you. Very very yeah. different than if you're making your own your own money. You're you're doing what you need to do um, in a job, and you leave. And you go home and you take care of your house, right? Um, it's just quite a bit different um, in the way you do things. But I can understand how people get tired, right? So if they're individuating, if we, if we individuate, it's like I said, well, I like what I'm doing. You know, I don't sit around going, oh, my God, I have to clean up. It's like, okay, let's find 10 minutes. Let's find 20 minutes. Let's find half an hour so I can go around and clean the bathroom, vacuum the place again, take care of everything. Mm -hmm. Great. You know, it's kind of exciting too. It's almost like an adventure. Yeah. How many dragons am I going to find around the toilet? Right? Right. <laughs> How many little dust things <laughs> am I going to find? And what new, uh, you know, one of the things I didn't know before, which is just crazy that I'm going to tell you, but baking soda and dish soap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does it push up uh, stainless steel? Yeah, so, so I'm running around doing baking soda and dish soap all over the place. And it's like, wow, everything's getting all nice and, and shiny Beautiful. with baking soda and dish soap. How wonderful, right? Um, so I'm just saying it's an adventure. You're, you're like these little things, figuring out how to clean things and, um, you know, finding your time. It's fun. Like uh, it got my blood rolling. I don't have to. There's an advantage, right? Mm. So, so I'm sitting here all day doing sessions, which I'm sure you understand this, Eloise, many people out there, you're sitting around doing sessions, your body gets really stiff, especially as you age, you get really yeah. stiff. So you want to get up and do something else. So I love it. But okay, let me go arrange the, the bathroom. Let me go arrange the kitchen. Let me go arrange the, the sitting area for whoever's going to come to get their session, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So yeah, you're, you're the individuation process, but ah, you see, I used the phrase now. See, oh, the process just yeah. isn't. Yeah, it's very it's individuation, individuating. It's not it's not a process because it occurs when it does, and what comes out is a synthesis. Because you don't know what's going in the black box this is where alchemy comes up, hmm. right? There's a there's a sort of uh, magic, not magical thinking, but once something goes in the box, if if somebody listening to this starts saying, yeah, so. What is she talking about? She's talking about individuating. So to individuate, I'm, I'm leaving my parents' home. I'm leaving the parents' home, which means I leave on all levels. I don't just leave the parents' home and that I rebel against them or I conform. I, I am finding my own way to live life. Well, how do I do that? Well, I've got to take responsibility. Yeah. Okay, so there's my first step is I'm taking responsibility for my life. Well, yeah, that's that is going to be an alchemical experience on its own. Each time we're responsible for something that's going on, we're no longer blaming ourselves or blaming anyone else. We are no longer blaming ourselves or anyone else. Yeah. No one is to blame. This is the way it is right now. Blame is just a whole other um, 
kind of rut that we get into. Oh, it's my fault for doing this or that. That, that it just you leave that behind and you say I'm responsible for everything. I am responsible also for everything I perceive. If I perceive a situation as a conflict, that's my conflict. Yeah. Right. So let's bring up coronavirus for a moment. We could perceive this. If we are internally in conflict, we perceive it as some horrible thing we've got to protect ourselves from. And it becomes this big bad wolf. Okay. But you, and a person who is individuated and taking responsibility sits down and go, coronavirus, how many people has it killed? Uh, How many people have died from other viruses? Oh, way less have died from corona. I can't give you all the stats. I heard them the other day and I've forgotten them. But let's say 2,000. For example, 2,000 people have died. Well, that happens, I think it's 8,000 a year, die annually from the flu Yeah, in North America. Okay, so big deal, right? The flu kills people every year. So it's another flu virus. It's an influenza. Oh, so so what's going on? Well, the media likes doing this. Mm. I was talking to somebody who said, you know, the media doing this is completely irresponsible. And I was giggling. I'm like, okay, it is irresponsible, but they are doing something that they want to do yeah. to create hype, to create fear, to to cause whatever's going to happen, like the stock market going down, right? It went so far down. Everyone's freaking out. It's 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 a game. It's a show. Mm. so if i'm responsible i kind of look and go okay this has happened before it's going to happen again it's just a flu all right here we go just a flu but we've got all this craziness going on around a flu Mm. yeah they don't talk about how many people are killed i think it's like 112 people please everyone look this up because i'm my memory goes wonky sometimes when it comes to numbers but i think it's 112 people die a day in the United States in car accidents. Yeah. Oh, how come we don't talk about that? Yeah, I know. That's way bigger than some dumb coronavirus. Yeah. A little silly coronavirus killed 2,000 people, yet in a month you've already got 3,000, over 3,000 dead in car accidents. Hmm. Now, I could be wrong about the stats, but whether I'm right or wrong, it's still, we promote something that is fear-mongering and, um, you know, and serves whatever purpose, right? And why are, why do we even listen to it? Why do we listen to this show, right? I say we, I mean, obviously you and I aren't necessarily listening to yeah. it, but um, we know enough people that are, that are biased in that way. So, you know, we're there kind of working with that conflict and helping people out, right? As soon as, as, soon as you see the clarity, the conflict doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, total compassion for the person who's leaning, you know, leaning heavily. So you no longer see it as a conflict. You just see, oh, they're blind. They're ignorant. Yeah. They can't see something. So they're perceiving a conflict. I don't perceive a conflict. I'm sure you, you, I hope you're relating. And a lot of people out there, you're looking at someone, they, they apparently see a conflict, but you don't. Well, it's like, oh, you're telling me that you're having a conflict, but I can't see the conflict. I can only see your ignorance. Yeah. But you're telling me there's a conflict, but I don't see it. 
What conflict? Oh, coronavirus. Oh, yeah, no, there's no conflict. You're just ignorant. Yeah. And it's not an insult because we're all ignorant in some way, meaning we ignore something. We don't see something. Yeah. Ignorance is just not seeing something that is right in front of us, right? I love that expression. Um, uh, the one where it's uh, in plain sight. Yeah. It's in plain sight, but you can't see it, mm-hmm. right? That that movie, um, What the Bleep Do We Know, they showed the native person seeing a divide in the ocean. So the, the yeah, ripple. I don't know, yeah. the chief, but he could see a divide going horizontally through the waves and he just kept watching the ocean. And finally he saw a ship, right? So he'd never seen a ship before. He couldn't see the ship, but he saw the water divided in a strange way. And then finally he sees a ship and then he shows all the other tribesmen. Oh, there's a ship out there. Pretty cool, right? Um, But uh, ignorance and and mostly, you know, when you you look around at the news, media, uh, groups, they're, they're trying to uh, show you something that they think you're ignorant of, but that it should conflict with something you already know so that it creates the conflict. So you have a divide mm. rather than, hey, let's let's bring in new information so um, we, we can uh, reduce the ridiculous conflict that we have. There's always going to be conflict, but I can look at something and say, well, I'm not conflicted by this. I just see you know, where it's mm. it's silly, doesn't make sense. So that's also part of, that could be an example, I guess, of the individuation process where we stop rebelling against things and we take responsibility, we look at it, we examine it, something like the coronavirus and say, okay, so what is really going on? How many people have died? Let me compare stats on, you know, death rates with other viruses, et cetera, et cetera. So once you start looking at that, you, you, your brain just, you, or your mind, you figure it out and go, well, what's the big deal then? Yeah. What's the big deal? So individuation is becoming an, an adult and you never know what's going to come out the other end. You just don't know. You have no clue. Mm. And that's, that's the whole synthesis process. Uh, the whole synthesis, not, not a process. See how easy it is to get into saying process. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> this process definitively tells you that every time someone goes through the individuation process, they're going to come out the same way. Everyone's going to come out, you know, like craft slices. No, none of us are going to be the same. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do it the same way. We're not going to be an adult the same way. Though we'll have certain agreements on what an adult is like. Well, I'm responsible. I don't blame other people. I take responsibility. I do my own research. Uh, I don't get all hyped up on other people's uh, research. I don't get hyped up if somebody contradicts me. I go and do do the work and see what's going on. You know, I don't run around hating my job because I think I have no options. Mm. Um, I don't run around saying, Oh my God, I'd like to have a better job, but I need a better education, but I'm now in my forties or fifties or sixties or seventies. So I'm not going to get an education. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. How many people go and get educations at 70 and 80? I've seen people doing this and yet, you know, a 40 year old will cry and say, yeah, but it'll take me 10 years. So what? Mm. So 
what? What are, what are you talking? What do you think the end product is going to make you happy? Like just just having this end product. So I'm going to be miserable the rest of my life because I won't start getting an education. Want to be fun to take a course here and there and get yourself educated? Yeah. It's like big deal. Big deal. Like there's so many things that we can just take responsibility for. So to me, that's what individuation is. I am responsible for my life and I stop, I stop adhering to my own ignorance. Say that again. I stop adhering to my own ignorance, like siding with my own ignorance. One of the reasons, one of the things we do in this podcast is, well, tell us where we've gone wrong. You know, give me, give me some evidence. Let's discuss it. You know, let's, let's see where have we gone wrong. You know, um, I, so far, I don't think we've gone wrong in, in the general ideas, maybe some of the details that we've spoken about. Sometimes I get a cringe factor hearing myself. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, you do, you can't go, oh, that didn't come out right. That didn't come out right. But we're only people saying things. That's, that's great. But, uh, you know, what, what could be supportive uh, to the work that we're all doing together? I think this, this podcast is about, you know, helping people and helping uh, the more, you know, Eloise and I become clear on what we're talking about, the, the greater it's going to help people. But we still haven't found, you know, what exactly is it that, that people want to hear from us? Yeah. You know, what do you want to hear? What is it you'd like to hear from us? What do you, what do you want to discuss? What do you want to look at? Um, so that's kind of something we could talk about. You know, responsibility is always a big topic for people. Big topic for people. Because people often think responsibility is guilt or blame. And of course, as, as we both know, that's not the that's not the connotation. We don't use a connotation from responsibility. We use the definition, which is the ability to respond. It's root. Mm. Responsibility. Responsabilidad, you know, the ability to respond. So what could be better in life is just having ability to respond. Yeah. I can respond to any situation. And at the minimum, I don't make my life worse. So here I am, I pick up my, my burdens, or like Christ did, you pick up your cross and you bear it, you walk with it and you take care of it and you figure out what to do and you don't like something in what you're bearing well. Uh, it's up to you to change it. Mm. It's not up to anybody else to give that to you. No one. You know, there, there's, there's no fairness in life. There's no, um, uh, you, you don't get respect without earning it. You know, you can't, you can't look at someone and disrespect them and say, but you must respect me, which is, a theme I see going around. Mm. Uh, you better mm. respect me, but why? You've just disrespected me. So I'm not saying that everyone does that, but oftentimes people want respect and they haven't they haven't earned it. Why should I respect you? Uh, I need to know if it's okay to respect you. Yeah. I, I need to, to know if it's okay. Let's see. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing, but you want me to respect you. You want me to follow your rules, right? So there's a lot of... Um, you know, expectation of tyranny. This goes on in all different aspects. Like uh, even in, in, in clinic, 
uh, I've had over the years, people expecting me to be a certain way for them. And I'll tell you, I, I was stupid. I was extremely ignorant and I did it. I did what they wanted. I thought, oh yeah, if I do what they want, they're going to get better. And no, they didn't get better. And all that happened was I got sick. Yeah. You know, they, they would just drain the crap out of me. And I go, what's going wrong? Until I woke up. Like I woke up and I went, oh my Whoa. God, you're respecting, you're respecting people who have not earned your respect. And uh, once I figured that out, you know, people didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. People didn't like it when I, when I stood up and said, no, I'm not doing that. You've got to do that. Yeah, well. I want you to do well no I'm not going to go into your life and talk to your husband and you know take care of every little transaction you have mm -hmm. in your life you have to go do that and that was interesting to go through um, again the individuation process I would say that you know when I was younger I was still following the auspices of my parents yeah this is my parents expected from me and I conformed. So I would do it with everyone. Oh, look at your own life and see how much you are just running around doing what your parents did. Yeah. Or a rebellion against what your parents did. You could just be doing the exact opposite. And neither of those things work. It's really finding out what you need to do. And the first thing, well, I'd say start with the first step, which is responsibility. And that will definitely guide you into the individuation process becoming your own being your own person being an adult yeah that's individuation individuation not individuation process you see i said it again yeah oh <laughs> man uh, just uh, individuation it's so it, maybe it's good that i keep making a mistake because we think it's a process and there's a particular outcome when it's really a synthesis of events it, the, the minute i take responsibility for what I've done, what I am doing, what I ever will do. Um, wow, right? Yeah. There's a synthesis yeah. going on. We call it a process, but it's not because we don't know what's going on alchemically. We don't know what's going on in the black box, right? So it's, it's the body that's shifting, the nervous system, the mind, everything's shifting. So it, you become, or you, you don't become, but you, you're now being from from a place of of I am rather than becoming something, mm. right? We, we think we're becoming something. No, we're we've just kind of clouded who we think we are. We haven't done that intentionally, but we have to take responsibility for that ignorance. The moment the ignorance keeps dissolving and it's my responsibility to do, to dissolve my ignorance nobody else can do that for me mm. i mean someone listening to this podcast could get that moment where they go wow wow that just hit me i just realized something and it's not that we made that happen it's a the, the whole uh, alchemical event going on uh, is is causing that you could tell someone uh, something that is really important and they could hear it 50 times a thousand times and then a thousand and first time it finally sinks in there's always this right this moment where we get it yeah that's this moment 
where it's just the right moment to hear what we need to hear. Um, I remember when I first started my work, I was doing channeling, so I'd record everything I said, and then people would want to come back, and I'd say, no, you can't come back. I just gave you what you need to work yeah. with for at least <laughs> 20, 20 years. You know, this is a, this is a 20 year session. Don't, you know, you don't, you don't need to come back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those who, those who contacted me later said, yep, everything you said was what I needed to do over a 20 year period. It took 20 years. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it did. Even though they heard it 20 years before, it didn't change anything. Mm. Didn't change a thing. It's just, that's, that's what's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen. We, we just, I, I mean, I'm not saying everything you're going to hear from a, a channeler or a psychic is, is the way it's going to be, but oftentimes it is. Oftentimes yeah. it is. You know, we always get this sort of combative effect where, oh, you know, I'd really, really like to change that. Okay. But struggling to change it often just is a waste of time. <laughs> Yeah, it's really let me let me just look at my ignorance and you'll see what unfolds. Okay, I think I think that's a good place to end, and then we can kind of pick something for next week yeah. from this time. Okay, if somebody wants to tell us, yeah, any questions, comments, yeah. suggestions, that'd be, that'd be great. Okay, my darling. Okay. And all the darlings out there in yeah. podcast land. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <Bye>. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.